And good morning, everyone, here on Saturday, round of 32. Uh, I'm in Denver, where we had a late night here, uh, one of the last games to finish. I think Indiana-Kent State might have finished behind us. Uh, we had a buzzer beater, essentially, uh, with uh, Jacoby Coles getting a, a pass from Mike Miles Jr. as TCU beat Arizona State in a thrilling game late night here at Ball Arena in Denver. Um, so we've got the full second round that will get going on Saturday, meaning today. i got to get my taste straight. Uh, and then the rest of it tomorrow here in Denver, but across all eight sites over the next 24 to 30-something hours. Um, before we get to, like, game by game here, um, there is no question. It has been a wild first round. Unbelievable uh, across the country. Um, you know, first we've got the Princeton upset of Arizona, which uh, I think shocked many of us, maybe those not in the Ivy League, but in large part because of um, Arizona had been playing so well. Pac-12 tournament champs, they go down uh, to a Princeton team that, you know, probably – might not have been the best team all year. I mean, they were right there with Yale, but at the same time, uh, they didn't dominate the Ivy by any stretch of the imagination. But it was, again, the guard play from Arizona was so poor down the stretch. They didn't score for the last four minutes. Um, and then at some point you've got, uh, I'm trying to think of what happened first, but you had uh, Virginia losing to Furman. Uh, again, guard play, Kihei Clark, who made one of the most famous passes in Virginia history uh, in 2019 when he, yes, 2019, when a year after losing, and he wasn't part of that, at NBC 16-1 in 2018, he has the pass to Mohamed Diakite, I mean, bullet pass that he then converts to send the game into overtime against Purdue. Uh, a Purdue team that certainly could have won the national championship that year. Um, and then you've got yesterday, the shocker of all shockers um, was Purdue losing to Fairleigh Dickinson. I just think you got to put this in perspective. Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, Tobin Anderson's done a phenomenal job with this program. Um, four wins a year ago. Uh, he takes over. They're in the NEC. Now, the NEC, like a lot of leagues, when you have a trans transitional member going from Division Two up to Division One, uh, you got there's there's a rule: four years of transition. Now, a lot of people don't like this rule, and you know what? You can change it through the membership, uh, and maybe we'll get changed. But I think part of the process is. They're trying to limit the amount of schools getting into Division One. So are you fully able to be a Division One program and all that entails? So Merrimack is going through that transition. UMass Lowell went through that transition, and they played for the championship in the American East, lost to Vermont. So Merrimack wins the NEC regular season, and then the NEC allowed Merrimack to play in the tournament. Now, some conferences um, – hadn't done that where you've got a team that's in transition you don't allow them to play in your postseason tournament because you don't want them 
to win the league, and then you you have to give your automatic bid to someone who didn't win. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> the NEC allows Merrimack to play in the conference tournament. They win it, and then FDU, which lost, is the de facto champion. They get a bid. So they go, they they were the unquestioned, it wasn't even a question who was number 68, okay? Not even a question when the committee was putting together the bracket. So they go to Dayton, they beat Texas Southern, another team, by the way, which finished near the bottom of their conference and won the AQ. So both of them, whoever won that game, you could make the argument was going to come into the NCAA tournament as the worst team in the field. Uh, so Texas Southern, which finished, I think, seventh or eighth in the SWAC, they end up losing to FDU. Now, FDU did luck out in that they go from Dayton to Columbus. Most of these 16s or 11s, uh, as I saw here, Arizona State had to go from Dayton to, to Denver. Um, they just go down the road, essentially, and it, it just is mind-boggling how Purdue could lose. FDU had a great game plan. They were aggressive. They attacked. They were like little gnats around Zach Eady. I mean, their tallest player was like 6'4", 6'5". Um, it, what, what amazed me in watching that while I was doing our game, sort of m- multiple things at once, was that uh, um, uh, the fact that you've got um, Zach Eady, who takes one, who has one field goal in the final 13 minutes. That is mind-blowing. Then in the last two possessions, more the second to last, Braden Smith, Zach Eady sets a high ball screen. Why is a seven-foot-four guy way out, way out on the on the perimeter for Braden Smith to come around, drive the basket, and get a shot blocked. I, I don't understand it, okay? Uh, you know, and then Fletcher Lawyer's three in the corner. You know, and it's unfortunate. And, yes, I picked it. I own it, you know. I also picked Maryland, one of the only ones. So, you know, look, we're all – all the brackets are blown up. Um, that is the madness of all of it. And I think more madness will happen over the next two days. So uh, we're going to get to some questions, but let's get to some games. First, the Saturday games. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay. Um, let's deal with the Saturday games. I'm just going to reorganize my, so I can see everything here. Sorry. Um, all right. So we have, let's start in the second round games that are today. All right. As you can see on your screen, let's hold up there. Furman, San Diego state. Okay. First of all, um, I, I don't know if I finished my thought on that. Furman, again, opportunistic. Kia Clark, he had a timeout. He's trapped in the corner. All he has to do is either throw the ball out of bounds, call a timeout, get fouled, um, throw the ball out of bounds, even if it's under his own basket. Furman would still have to have a play to try to score, not a bang-bang three to win the game. So it was literally the one thing he couldn't do or shouldn't do, and he did it. Um, So Furman, San Diego State. So San Diego State is a better defensive team. Um, uh, And the question there will be, um, and we see this a lot, when a team has a monster upset, the way UMBC had against Virginia, the way uh, potentially what FDU is going to go through tomorrow. Um, How do they handle coming down? Now, St. Peter's handled it well, if you remember, a year ago. Um, They beat Murray State in their second game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before they went to the Sweet 16 where they lost, where they beat Purdue and then lost to Carolina. Um, So, I like San Diego State's defense. I think they're going to not make the same mistakes late that Virginia did. Um, And I think the Mountain West will get the Albatross off its back. Um, And, you know, essentially get to the Sweet 16. I think Matt Bradley is going to be key for San Diego State. Whether or not he can... um, uh, you know, he, I think he went for 17 in their first game. He's going to be very productive, has to be against Furman. So I like the Aztecs to move on here in this 5-13 game. Arkansas, Kansas. Um, you know, Kansas had a great second year. Uh, and well, first of all, I am not hungover. KP 42. <laughs> um, it's just been a late night uh, of covering four games in 14 hours. So remember, I'm in Denver here, and uh, we didn't finish till late in the, late in the night. Um, all right, so Arkansas, Kansas. Boy, we got some impatient people here um, on this app. Attention span. So Arkansas, Kansas. Um, what I like about Kansas is that they've been incredibly resilient this season. Arkansas has not been able to put multiple games back-to-back. That was an ugly game against Illinois. Um, They survived it, no question about it, and they had good balanced scoring. Um, But I like Jalen Wilson's ability to sort of go off against Arkansas, their experience. Kansas, again, 
had good balance. Um, this game's in Des Moines. Uh, great crowd support for the Jayhawks. So I think they will rise to the challenge. They will be a one seed that will advance. Um, if we can move up here to the Auburn. You can see this here. Can we move up our screen? Thank you. Auburn-Houston. So with Houston, you've got um, you got a situation where Marcus Sasser uh, and um, uh, Jamal Sheed both are nursing injuries, but they, um, you know, they've been able to play through these things. And while groin injury is tricky because you can easily tweak it, um, Auburn, offensively, the last couple of weeks they flipped the switch. They really struggled to score early in the season. They've been able to get over to 70, 80 points. But Iowa doesn't play any defense. And um, if Houston's, especially if Sasser, if these guys can can be 80%, they're not going to be 100%. I like Houston's chances here to advance to the Sweet 16 um, with their defense being able to, to bottle up Auburn um, now this game is in Birmingham, you know, and this happens at times in with the committee when you sometimes get a team who's a higher seed that plays regionally against, or excuse me, a lower seed that plays against a higher seed, uh, closer to home. Uh, it's not gonna happen in the first round, but it sometimes can happen in the second. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have said anything if Iowa had beaten Auburn and it's Houston, Iowa, you just don't know. And there's so many things that you have to do when you're bracketing that it's hard um, to move teams around as much. Could have been avoided, possibly. I wasn't in the room, but that stuff happens. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Houston here. I don't trust Auburn as much, even in Birmingham, uh, to play back-to-backs like this. Now, Northwestern um, against UCLA. Uh, UCLA, and, and so often when we see a player who, um, you know, who has been – uh, a player that's a key player who goes down, um, and, and this Clark, in this case, is Jalen Clark, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Team rises up, next guy up, and Jaime Hawkins, Tiger Campbell, that Kenneth Nwuba played really well, David Singleton. They had great balance scoring in their first round matchup. Northwestern, can they beat UCLA? Of course they can. What has to happen for the Wildcats to win? It can happen. I'm going to pick UCLA, but this can happen. Chase Adij went for 20. Boo Boo, we went for over 20. Ty Berry played well, and Brooks Barnheiser didn't score as well. But they had four guys in double figures. That has not been the, the norm for Northwestern. If Northwestern can get that against this UCLA team, then they can win but they're going to need it. They're going to need Chase Adige to have two consecutive good offensive games. If he can do that, then there's no question that they have a chance. I'm not convinced it will happen, but in that regard, they would have a chance. Maryland, Alabama. Um, I picked Maryland, one of the few. Uh, They're gritty, but here's what has to happen. First of all, they need Brandon Miller to not – Produce like he did in the first game. Now Alabama won a one sixteen with Brandon Miller scoring zero. They can't beat Maryland if he scores zero. Uh, he supposedly also has a groin injury. 
I think it was growing. Um, if he is not 100%, they have a chance. But Jameer Young has to stay out of foul trouble. And he's got to get downhill. Um, Julian Reese has to have a great game like he had in game one. Um, they've got to be the aggressor. They've got to be more physical. The pick is Alabama, but I won't be shocked if Maryland can win. If Alabama's not 100%, they haven't fe- felt 100% right, even though they've been winning. Um, this will be an interesting game to watch. I, I think this next game is the best game today. Penn State, Texas. Serge Jabari Rice had seven threes. Andrew Funk had 27. Penn State had 10 threes. Um, ball's just going to be launched in this game. I love this matchup. Uh, both teams shooting exceptionally well. I think it's a straight-up pick em. You know, Texas is the favorite, I would think. Uh, but I think Penn State definitely uh, could, could win this game. Um, you know, I'm going to lean Texas, but I won't be shocked at all if Penn State wins this game. They've got to obviously – the onus is on them to make the kind of threes they made in game one against AM and um, because Texas has more ability to score – even though they don't have a traditional post, they can get to the rim a little bit easier. Princeton, Missouri. Um, Missouri's been flying under the radar here. What a job Dennis Gates has done. Uh, Des Moines Hodge and Kobe Brown played very well for Missouri. Uh, Princeton, they're not going to be. They're not going to beat you um, by running up and down. We know that they don't have big time scores. They're going to have to get, to make this a very low possession game, um, and if they do. They have a legitimate shot. The difference here is I thought Arizona's guards played right into Missouri, to uh, Princeton. They rushed their shots. Uh, they weren't patient. If Missouri can be patient, they should win this game. Duke, Tennessee. I love the way Duke's playing right now. Jeremy Roach went off. Um, I think Duke wins this handily. Tennessee struggled with Louisiana again. Could barely get to 60. Um, I think Duke's going to win this by double figures. They're just playing too well. So those are your Saturday games. Um, let's move to Sunday, since I have you all here. And some of you guys, if you're bored, you don't have to watch. It's okay. Um, uh, Pitt Xavier. So Pitt Xavier, this is Sean Miller going against the school he played for. Uh, Pitt's on a roll right now. We've seen teams from the first four that have uh, played well, gotten on a roll, and uh, you know made it all the way to the Final Four. We've seen it. Um, I don't love the mojo that Xavier's playing with right now. Um, they seem a little chippy. And I just, I think Pitt's, Pitt's just got it right now. I'm going Pitt. Michigan State Marquette. Uh, Tyler Kolok was not 100%. Um, I originally went with Marquette. I'm changing my pick. I'm going Michigan State. It's March. It's Izzo. Um I think Michigan State has figured out how to play. A.J. Hogard played within himself, uh, and he has to, and I'm going Michigan State. Um, scroll. Uh, let's go across here. Hold on. Kentucky, Kansas State. Um, it's a rematch of a game I saw a couple years ago when Bruce Weber was coaching K-State. Uh, I like K-State here. Um, I like K-State's ability to get out in the open floor. Um, I think they're gonna, they've got better guards. I think they're going to win this game. St. Mary's, UConn. UConn would be the pick. It's in Albany, um, but this game is going to not be easy. 
St. Mary's is going to make it incredibly difficult for UConn to score. St. Mary's got one of the best defenses in the country. Again, I'm going to pick UConn, um, but I won't be shocked if St. Mary's pulls this upset. Creighton Baylor. So I love the second gear that Baylor had last night. And if Adam Flagler and LJ Cryer play the way they did last night against Creighton's guards, they're going to win. Ryan Kalkbrenner, you know, he's the better big in this game, but he's not as physical. I think Baylor wins this one maybe by 8 to 10 or something like that. Okay, FDU, FAU, the game no one saw coming. You can't tell me you saw this one coming. Um, so I think FAU has been undervalued by everyone, including me. Um, I think Cinderella runs out here for the Knights. Um, I just think Dusty May's team won a very good league. You know, UAB was really good this year, North Texas. Um, I like Florida Atlantic to advance to New York uh, and uh, get to the Sweet 16. Miami, Indiana. It's going to be a really, really good game. I think this will be a higher scoring game than people think. But I think TJD is on a mission. And um, he's going to be the best player on the floor. And I think Indiana is going to win. TCU, Gonzaga. That thing's going to be an absolute battle. So TCU lets you back into the game. They commit a lot of unforced turnovers, but so does Gonzaga. At least they did in the first half. Um, Gonzaga wants to get up and down. You know, no one up front is as skilled as Timmy, but in the backcourt, if Miles is healthy, he's really beat up right now. He's better than anyone on Gonzaga, obviously, in the backcourt. So if TCU can make this a very physical game, they win. If Gonzaga can get out in the open floor, they win. I will lean Zags. I think it'll be a Zag-leaning crowd here in Denver. So I will lean Gonzaga. Scroll up if we can, please, for the other two, uh, the other direction. Oh, no. Those are the last two. I'm sorry. We got NIT games on there. All right. So we've covered those. Let's go to some questions here. Sorry about that. Um, all right, so I answered, it's Duke, it's Duke. I don't like this Tennessee team. I mean, it's not that I don't like them. They're not playing well right now. Uh, they're hurt. So I'm going Duke. Joey J, most, like top, most likely top seed in each region to lose. All right, so if people remember, I had the order being Houston, Purdue, Kansas, Alabama, in the order of most likely to lose. So Purdue's out. Uh, I am going to stay with that order and say it is Houston, Kansas, Alabama. But I think that um, you can make a strong argument that Alabama could have one of the harder games in round two. Um, if they're 100%, I think they win. The question is we don't know that. We'll see today. The best game today is going to be Penn State, Texas. Uh, Moore believes Marquette is a Final Four team, and they certainly could be. Um, what's Mizzou's ceiling after Princeton win? Well, um, you know, in the rack, you know, things are opening up. I mean, could they get, you know, far enough? Sure. Um, it depends what happens with Alabama. 
know, could Missouri get to the Elite Eight? Sure. Could they get to the Final Four? Uh, well, if Maryland helps them out and beats Alabama, then it's more than possible. No question about it. Um, all right. So the one thing about in the corner here about chalk, we shall see because here's what's going to happen is as crazy as it is that either FAU or FDU could be in Madison Square Garden in, on Thursday night. Um, well, one of them will be. The other three teams could be Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State. So you could have three historic brands in college basketball and either FDU or FAU could have been Purdue. So at the end of the day, when we get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight and Final Four, normally the upsets tend to calm down. Think about how hard it's been, how rare it's been to get one of those uh, teams like a VCU to the Final Four, a George Mason to the Final Four. Um, go back to 02, Kent State lost to Indiana in the Elite Eight. Last year, St. Peter's loses to Carolina in the Elite Eight. Um, that final hurdle tends to be one of the hardest for a lot of these teams. Um, yeah, so Marcus says FDU to the Sweet 16. It's more than plausible. No question about it. It could happen. Um, all right. So uh, sorry that I'm a little sleepy here. Um, it is, uh, what time were we in? Nine 30 in the mountain time. Um, we got interviews today here in Denver. Um, and, uh, we got games tomorrow, but you got games all across the country in the other sites this afternoon and into the evening. Uh, round two is certainly going to be, I hope as entertaining as round one. It is March Madness. Um, I'm Andy Katz. Thanks for watching here on Bleach Report. NCAA Digital, and March Madness Men's Basketball. Have a great Saturday, everyone.